Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and this week Shruti and I are talking about lessons. Those lessons you get throughout life from just situations that happen on a day-to-day basis and how we make those little adjustments to make things better. Hey, Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors. Family-owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all-natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, let's support some of our local family-owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. SimonSaysFarms.com. That's S-Y-M-A-N SaysFarms.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. I'm here once again with Shruti. And today we're talking about lessons, just things that happen in our life where we learn lessons. And and one of the biggest ones I recently learned is listen to your body. And there are many times where I'd have I'll say the sniffles or not feeling well or this and that. And I'd go into work anyways, because I didn't have quote unquote sick days. Well, I learned the lesson of, even if you don't have sick days, listen to your body and uh, get checked out. And hopefully that's what saved me from the big one. And Trudy, what about you? What are some lessons that you got? Maybe not as abrupt as that one, but where you've taken on. I definitely feel like listening to your body is a very, very important lesson. I think that, if you think about it, for example, like when you get scared, right? Maybe somebody scares you or you're just scared and you react. The first reaction that happens is actually in your body before it, you recognize it in your mind. So your body is always speaking to you. And I think when we're under stress or when we're unhappy, I think we do get sick or we get sniffly. But when you're in a state of bliss and happiness, I feel like your body is good. Like all of it is aligned. But going further with the lessons, I definitely feel that lessons are hardly fun. We know that life lessons, but I think they keep repeating themselves in your life, like similar patterns, similar lessons until you learn what you're supposed to learn. So for example, if you keep attracting certain types of friends, maybe one's from Michigan, one's from across the world, and you're like, why is there a parallel? Why are they exactly the same? why do they have the same traits? Why do they both betray me? You have to look at the patterns in your life and recognize what it is you're supposed to learn about yourself. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Um, Like you said, you, you, you tend to follow those, those same paths and until you, you learn or you, you make a change. Um, and sometimes I, I know I've had this discussion with, with my wife many times where you'll hear the comment, well, you changed. Well, I would hope I changed. I hope I'm not at 45, the same person I was as I mean, a 20-year-old or an 18-year-old fresh out of high school. We, we all change. And hopefully the different things that we learn and we take in along the ways, whether it be something that happened to us or something we witnessed to a loved one or this and that is that lesson that helped us find a more positive path to keep moving on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for me personally, when it comes to, for example, like my dating life in the past, I would constantly attract 
men who were like inconsistent. And then I would blame my circumstances on those men being like, oh, they're jerks or this. And then I finally was like, okay, no, I got to sit down myself because if I'm keep attracting the same type of pattern in my life, this has something to do with me. So I had to check in with myself, break it down for myself instead of playing the victim and being like, oh, well, they're doing this to me. Like what? Many different people doing the same thing? No. So it's like, why do I feel that I'm attracting this? What do I need to learn about myself? And it came down to self-love, me lacking vulnerability or me being inconsistent in some way or me running away and me just attracting that in my life because that was inside of me and I wasn't recognizing it. So once I started recognizing it and learning from it, I was like, oh, where'd they go? They're not coming anymore. So I finally learned the lesson and that's why they stopped coming. But I've had a lot of conversations with people about this in their life. They're like, oh, I always attract this type of person. And when I try to tell them, I'm like, okay, well, you have to like check in with yourself and learn. They're like, no, he's just this. I mean, that person could still be a jerk that you're talking about. I'm not saying they're not, but it really comes back to you. It's like, why am I allowing this behavior? What am I supposed to learn? Like, it comes down to you and you once you learn the lesson from it you will attract what you want you will get to that point of getting what you want when your vibration is higher when you are more in a state of awareness because if you constantly like oh this is happening to me all the time how are you going to grow you 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 keep using the phrase attract what you want. And like you say, some people will, will keep attracting the same type of connections and, and then eventually you attract what you want, but how much of it is necessarily what you want and what you need? At what point does your mind or your, your actions change? Um, Cause maybe, I mean, you always hear, oh, she always attracts the bad boys. So we'll use that as an example where you keep attracting the bad boys, bad boys, bad boys. And that might be what you want because they're more fun. But at what point do you realize, okay, it's time to settle down, get someone that might be a little more mature or a little more focused or, and then get more what you need. And so at what, at what point is that change from what you, what you need more than what you want and how, Right. I got you. I mean, how many times um, I, do you have to get kicked in the shins before you realize, okay, that's not the right way to go. Let's go this way. I think, I mean, it's really about asking yourself questions because we get comfortable, right? Like, so we get, okay, I'm fine with that. All right. Like he's a bad one. All right. That was fun for a little while. Okay. The next one, or right, that was fun. I think it comes down to like, when you just or like, you know what, I've had it, you get to your breaking point, it's in a state of awareness, because some people are okay with that, they're like, you know what, I just want to have fun, I don't want anything serious, whatever, and that's what you're okay with, and that's what you want, great, but if you want to grow, if you want to expand, if you want to get away from that pattern in your life, you have to come back and do that work, because that work, anything in life, like, you want a job, you got to work on the application, right? You want to move somewhere, you got to plan, right? Same thing with relationships or things that you want in your life. And yes, you can attract what you want, but more so now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like you attract what you are. And I've heard Oprah say that too. You attract what you are. So 
I think a lot of our demons inside, we, we attract because those are things that we don't really want to get to know because it's a dark place and people are afraid of that instead of being like, like we had Brianne on the show and clearly she went through a very dark period, but she said it was the death of her old self and the birth of her new self. So in order for you to attract that life that you want, there has to be a death and a rebirth. And that comes along with lessons. And each person that comes in your life, whether they're there for five minutes, for five months, five years, if you take it as a lesson and as a blessing and like, ooh, okay, I get to be a student, no matter how much this person hurt me, whatever the situation is, you're going to expand in ways that you can't even imagine because it, like I said, it all comes back to you. What about you? Like what's something in your life that you maybe had a repetitive pattern of at some point in your life and then you were, you got to the point where like, okay, I need to break this pattern. I don't know, just trying to be more focused on things, a little more organized. I mean, I know I was less organized. I mean, my, my wife will joke when we first started dating. I mean, there was a, a span of probably a couple of years where I didn't file my taxes and not in like that evil trying to escape the IRS thing, just a, just an unorganized I mean, young 20-year-old that just wasn't organized. Yeah. But I mean, as far as learning the lessons, do you think we always need to have that something bad to us lesson in order to get the message? I mean, a couple of simple ones, uh, and I'll take a couple of sports analogies. And if you hold your bow the wrong way, every time you pull the string and let it go, you're going to whack your arm with the string. You look at a, a catcher in baseball from the young age, you tell the, the catcher, take your throwing hand and put it behind your back so you don't get hit by foul balls. As you get older, that hand comes from behind your back. Now it's slightly behind your knee. Now it's just slightly to the side of your hip because you want to get quicker to get that throw down in a second. But sometimes it takes the kid to take that foul ball off the fingers because they keep putting their hand in front of their body to learn the lesson of, ah, now I know why I put it behind my back so I don't get whacked. I mean, do you think we always need to get hit with a foul ball to learn the lesson? Or can we learn it just by being given the knowledge or do we really need to get hit before it sinks in the right way? I think it's also, you know, the quote, you don't, what is it? Like you, unless you lived in someone else's shoes, you don't know what their life is like. So to be more empathetic and for us to be able to grow, if, we're, if you happen to be in a bad situation or something bad happens to you and you come to me, Sure, I can have compassion and be understanding, but at the same time, I might not fully get it because I'm not going through that. So how am I going to learn something unless I experience it myself? So I, there's one friend I have, and I love her dearly, but she isn't the most compassionate person. So if you tell her something, she's like, oh, you just need to get over it. She's very tough. But then when it happens to her, a similar situation happens to her, she wants to be able to vent or, you know, have some support. And it's like, well, your friend was going through this at some point and you told them to get over it. And you don't know because you weren't in that situation from an outsider perspective. You're like, oh, you're being dramatic or this or that. So I think that, of course, we don't want like, bad things to happen to us, but 
it's also perception. So it's like, I can look at this thing as a bad thing, or I can look at it as a growing opportunity. And I think the purpose of our life is to constantly evolve if that's what we choose to do, or we can stay complacent. That's a choice. Well, you kind of mentioned the friend who had that, that tough image where she, she tried to not be affected. And, and I think everyone gets hit by sentimental stuff, no matter how tough you are. I mean, using like music analogy, the, the two toughest styles of music you would see would be like gangster rap and heavy metal. Well, if you go and watch um, Straight Out Compton, which is about the whole hardcore East Coast, West Coast rap battle, and my mind's going blank, the one about Motley Crue, The Dirt. And I don't re- recommend either of these to anyone under 18 because your parents would not approve. <laughs> but in both movies, yeah. in both movies, there's a sentimental part where someone passes away in both of them. And here it is, the toughest metal heads and the toughest gangster rap guys are and bawling their eyes out and crying and in tears. And it, it shows that, I mean, even as tough as you are, you, that lesson that we're, we're all vulnerable and no matter how yeah. tough you, you want to act and it can still hit you. I mean, I said the biggest shock when I gave the news about what happened with me um, was everyone, everyone said, Oh, you're the healthiest in the family. You're the healthiest in the circle and um, of friends. I mean, you're, and so it can happen to anyone. Um, and like I said, the biggest lesson I learned was I mean, listen to your body. Um, we're going forward. Now I, I, I learned my lesson. We don't want to I mean, be the boy that cried wolf, but now I just have to balance it in terms of every time there's a little tweak. And I mentioned it to the doctor that first week or two after it's like, every time I took a deep breath, it's like, okay, something wrong. And she's like, everyone takes deep breaths. And as she's saying that she takes a deep breath. She's like, see, we, we all take deep breaths at any random time. So don't get alarmed every time you see that or, but it's the same thing. Now, all of a sudden something triggered you that you learned your lesson to listen. You have to listen, but don't, don't jump at every Creek of the floor. Yeah. And it sounds like you really did recognize what you needed to learn from this experience as you know traumatic and scary as it was like okay I gotta listen to my body there was some sort of awareness in you that was like okay next time if something happens or I feel get a feeling intuitively I'm gonna check in and ask myself what's going on whereas not like jumping every time you're like oh I this happened but you recognize the lesson and now moving forward because of, you know, the high stakes of, okay, this is my health. This is life or death, like heart problems. You know, you take it more seriously and you probably are doing things now that maybe you weren't doing before. I mean, you are into like health and fitness and you're very good with that, but you're probably applying something else into the mix that you hadn't done before but now that you know what happened (laughs) you're like I do not want that to happen again I want to be healthier and I want to be at this point moving forward so yeah I mean of course you don't want bad things to happen but again like I said it's perception and also just to jump uh ship a little bit I remember reading this book and you're talking about death for example and this author wrote 
if it was someone's, if you knew it was someone's last day on earth, what would you say to that? So when we get into fights or bickering, just remember, I mean, as morbid as it sounds, that might be the last conversation you're going to have with that person. And they could be gone tomorrow because life is fragile. We think, oh, someone's here today. Like, all right, yeah, I'll see them tomorrow. There might not be a tomorrow. So if you got into a fight with someone, do you really want to like hold a grudge? And then like if something ever happened to them, that was the last conversation that you had with them was bickering or fighting. And now you regret, regret it, right? So I think I think about that all the time, even when I'm heated. I mean, I'll make up like my mom and I get into our arguments and yeah, sometimes like we haven't talked for a day and I feel this icky feeling where I'm like, oh, like I don't feel good about that. Like I want to make up. I want to apologize. I want to know that I did everything I could, even if I'm don't see eye to eye with someone or we get into some sort of disagreement. I want to know that the last time I talked to them, that there was no bitterness or negativity because it could be the very last time I talked to them. Yeah. You, you definitely hear that story often where, where people, their last conversation was a negative one or an argument or I mean, something like that. I mean, unfortunately we don't always have control of that yeah and like you said you you can go a day of not talking to your mother and and you, so you, you argue on tuesday you go wednesday without talking to her and then you're gonna apologize or kiss and make up or whatever you want to call it on thursday and something happens on wednesday and never get that opportunity i mean yeah and unfortunately we we can't always control that i mean my father had a situation where a, a good friend of his um had passed away. And I remember my father talking to me after saying, you know, I was probably the last soldier to see him. He was someone that he knew from the military. And when you take the group of the hundreds or thousands of different soldiers that had crossed his paths with this, this person at any given time, my father was probably the last of that group to see him. And cause he went off and I mean, basically didn't return and you never, you never know. And it, it's tough. And like you say, you might take that as a lesson and move forward saying, you know what, like you said, try to always end on a good note. I mean, you hear the arguments and, and it, it's kind of like the difference between and people that learn from the book and strictly go with black and white and the difference between people that have lived situations and, and know for, firsthand from experience where you'll hear one argument of, for, for a couple in a relationship, never go to bed angry. Well, there's yeah, other people, are gonna, but, but other people are going to say, you know what? I mean, you can't go by that. Sometimes you're, you're so heated and no matter heated. how much, no matter how much you both want to kiss and make up that night, you're better off leaving the end of the conversation with the argument, going to bed and waking up with a clear mind and then starting the conversation. So which one's yeah. the better one? I mean, for one yeah. couple, it might be, Hey, this is stupid let's kiss and make up and then go to bed. Other people are like, you know what? We're, we're never going to resolve this tonight. Let's get some rest. Let's wake up on, on a fresh day and, and start over there. Yeah. So, and that's which, a great which, part. What works, what works better for that particular couple or those particular people or situation. Right. And it, it is sometimes you do need that fresh mind where you're like, I just need a couple hours, but then Again, it's also like, I mean, for me, like I think about that stuff all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what happens if this person isn't here? 
like a month from now. I, I was watching this interview, I think it was with Machine Gun Kelly. And he goes, you know, you know how much you love someone when you know how afraid you are to lose them. That's how much you love them. So if you're like really afraid to lose that person, or can't imagine your life without that person, you will know how much you love that person. Whereas, you know, you can care about other people too. You don't want them to die, but the you know how you feel when the fear is so big. But when it comes to lessons, again, I think it really takes self-awareness. And that's something we don't always like to do. It's like, we don't, I don't love knowing that I'm like, oh yeah, I need to work on that. Or, oh yeah, I need to work on this. No one really likes admitting that to themselves. So, but if you want to improve and you want to be better at your relationships, you want to feel good, it comes with that. It does come with that. It's like everything comes with a price, right? You want to run in a marathon? What do you think you have to do to prepare? You think you're just going to run in the marathon that day and not practice before? It comes to the same thing when it comes to personal development and our growth. It's it's not different than anything else. Yeah, not, nothing happens overnight. Everything Nate, takes some type of effort, whether, yeah. like you say, obviously running in a marathon, you got to you got to build up your stamina and your strength and your endurance by running. And you run two miles today and three miles tomorrow, four miles the next day until you build up. Uh, and something like that, even for a runner and not take away what I just went through. I could have at any given day, I, I would always tell Penny, even people that, that even though I wasn't running regularly, I could open up the paper and see that there's some charity 5k coming up Saturday and I can run a 5k 3.1 miles and survive and run it. No problem. I mean, a slow pace for me would have been 10 miles a minute. When I was running, I was in the seven and a half, seven forty-five. even now after having the stent put in, I've, I've clipped under nine minute miles. So to do something mm -hmm. like that, but even at that stage, if I'm going to go run a half marathon, it's a 12 week preparation period, even for someone who can run. I mean, I'm not going to say I couldn't go out there tomorrow and finish in 13.1 miles with some running, with some walking, possibly some throwing up. I mean, I'd, I'd make it through yeah. the 13 miles, but if I want to do it right, even for someone who is in relatively good shape, it still takes 12 weeks of prep to do that. So even when you think your, your mindset is good and you need to make a change, it could still be a four, eight, 12, 16 week working on yourself and, and, and tweaking of your mindset, maybe not changing it, but making little tweaks and little adjustments to get to where you want to be and don't get discouraged. Uh, and then yeah. we talked in our, our last show when we talked about, I mean, pride versus progress. And I mean, trying to do it yourself versus using people around you. And, and that's yeah. a big thing too. If you have someone that could support you and, and help you and, and give you things to work with, don't be ashamed. To, to get that help. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, even as coaches, look, I'm like, there's a lot that I need to learn and work on that it doesn't stop anywhere. But then you also have to appreciate how far you've come too, because it's about progression, not perfection, but also recognizing you're like, okay, I need to learn this. 
but you know what, what have I learned in the last year? What, where have I progressed in the last year? Like give yourself some sort of positive reinforcement too, because at the same time, we want to be working on ourselves. We also want to appreciate ourselves too. So it's finding that balance because if you're like, Oh, I need to work on this and this and this and this and not appreciating how far you come too. It's the same thing as like a kid, you know, when they, when they do a good job, right? You're like, okay, you were patient. You waited. Now you get your lollipop. You went to the dentist. I know. I don't know why they give can- kids candy after the dentist or the doctor, but they do, but it's that positive reinforcement. So why, why shouldn't we do that for ourselves too? You know, the lessons we can learn, but also appreciating ourselves in the process of, okay, where was I last year or where was I last month? And what did I learn? And what am I proud of from last month to this, this month? You mentioned the candy. It's kind of like the big joke about uh, a, a very well-known and gym chain that gives out free pizza on the first Monday. It's like you're you're sending people to the gym to get healthy, and now you're giving them free pizza. It's like uh, but, but, it, it, it's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to do balance. Something. Yeah. But you mentioned like even as a coach needing help or, or getting pointers. And I had mentioned, I had spoke to someone today from, from a personal level, uh, just to help me get through in my rehab and, and dealing with what I went through. Um, as much as my mindset is good. I mean, the past couple of weeks have been a little, little tough, uh, emotionally and, and, and mentally just going slow is the hard part. And I, I tell people with, with this podcast, Whenever I talk to someone and say, oh, you have a podcast? It's like, yeah, here, I'll share one with you. The one I always share is the importance of rest because I know how important it is for me. But I'm telling her, I'm telling the exercise physiologist who's doing my rehab that for me, rest is a nice slow two mile hike. That's, that's restful for me. She's like, no, I'm talking, put your feet up and watch TV all day rest. It's very difficult for me to do. So I was speaking to a woman on Instagram today, we did a a zoom call and she's a a cancer and cardiac rehab specialist. She has her PhD and physical activity and health behavior change. And so she's, I got her doctorate and stuff. And I was explaining kind of like we mentioned in the last one, where obviously from an education level, she's way beyond me. She's a doctor and, but she could know, like I said, 97 out of a hundred points, I can know three out of the hundred points, but two of the three that I know might be two of the three that she doesn't know. And we just started talking more as a coach to coach level. And in the end, she sends me a message just saying that, and geez, I think you helped me more than I helped you. And it's just being able to work with someone and, and get help. And, and I pride myself on coaching mindset and the mental game, even when it is sports related, coaching that part. And the scene from a movie that's been stuck in my head for the past couple of weeks, one of my favorite movies is Goodwill Hunting. And there's one part where uh, Robin Williams' character is talking to the, the head of this, the psych department from the school. And he says, and I teach this shit. I never said I knew how to do it. And that's just kind of been stuck in my head where it's like, I can coach people, but when I'm trying to tell myself, slow down, rest, it's okay to go slow. It's okay to take it easy. Yeah, It's been a difficult thing for me to do, to take it slow. I mean, I don't have an ego. It's not a pride thing, but at the same time, just working out and lifting a third of the weight that I was doing, 
mentally, it's like, I actually brought my weights to rehab and did weight training for the, my last rehab session. It's like, I just want you to approve 200 pounds just because 200 is so much more than 199 psychologically. It's just to yeah. cross that line. I just want to get approved of that checkpoint and I'll, I'll mentally feel so much better. And again, it's not a pride thing. It's not an ego thing. I'm not worried about lifting as much as the guy next to me, but sometimes no matter what we know and what we can teach as coaches, we always need someone next to us to, to help us as well. Yeah. And I think with you talking about that, about like the weights and it's, I think it's more about the standards that you have set up for yourself or the standards that I've set up for myself. And when we're giving advice to a person, you know, like our friend comes to us and we're like, you know, I like take a break. It's okay. Relax. But then when it comes to us, we're like, no, you can't take a break. Like what's wrong with you? You have to keep going. You have to do this. And I think sometimes we have to think in the way where if my friend came to me or my loved one came to me and would I be speaking to them in the same way that I'm speaking to myself? The answer is probably going to be no. You probably wouldn't be the way that you're hard on yourself and giving yourself so much critique. I don't feel you would do that to your friend or to someone in your family or to someone you love. You'd be like, no, it's okay. Like, don't be hard on yourself. Like, try again tomorrow, like take a day of rest today. And that's an analogy that I've been making an effort to apply. I'm still not quite there yet, but when I feel a certain way, but this week I felt irritable, very irritable. And I think maybe it's my allergies, but it's also like my mindset. I'm like overthinking. I'm like, I have to do this. I haven't accomplished that. Why is this taking forever? Maybe this just isn't happening. And I noticed that when I do that, then I don't get much done because I'm thinking about too much stuff. And then I just end up getting barely anything done or I'm not putting my 100% in it. But when I do, when I am in the state of mind where I'm clear level-headed and maybe I'll just pick three things. I'm like three things I want to focus on today, whether it's like three to five hours, whatever. And I get it done. I feel so good. I'm like, okay, I got that done. And now I have no control over what I can do. I've sent it to that person. I've sent it to that person. Now, whether they say yes or no is not in my hand. Now I have to let that part go. So it's basically taking the action but then also having the law of detachment, which is a really, can be really challenging. And when, so you said something about the weights for me, like when we do a creative project and we get constructive criticism, sometimes I take it personally in the moment. And now that I reflect back on that, like we had to make a change to one of our projects because the guy was like, okay, this just seems like a really big chase scene, like find the story here. And he gave us some pointers. And then when my business partner came back with it, like after we had discussed everything, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of different. And then I'm like, wait, no. Like I was like, okay, I still see the backstory. You added the notes um, that, you know, we discussed and what he said. And I was like, actually, this is even better. And this guy is experienced and seasoned in the industry. So when I thought about it, I was like, why would he just give us advice to like tear down our project? He's giving us constructive criticism because he wants to make it better because if he's going to represent it, like that's on him too. So like, why would he give us like, there's no malicious intent. So you have to think about like, 
if someone's giving you advice on something, if they have your best interest, they're not going to, you know, so take it. The lesson for me was okay. Like it's okay. Like to get advice, you are working on yourself. You are working constantly to get better and constructive criticism or criticism is part of the deal. And that's actually how you're going to get better. And you can be kind about it. Like you don't have to be too rough or you're mean. Like, I'm not like, if your friend asks you an honest question she's like, I want your honest answer. Like if she's like, Oh, do you think I need to go to the gym? How do you respond to that? And they're like, no, like, yeah, you look like an elephant. Like you would never say that to someone. You'd be like, you know what? If you want to get better for yourself, and you want to feel better, what do you think would do that for you? So maybe even like turn it around on other people. So you get what I'm saying? I feel like I'm going a little bit all over the place, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely getting feedback and, and anything we do, it, it helps out. And like you said, it, you don't always need to be aggressive. And, and sometimes as friends, we, we try to and candy coated a little and, and soften the blow. I, mean, I remember one time, uh, my grandmother, who she she was your typical cranky old lady, and my father heard me say that, so it's not any <laughs> any secret. I mean, he'd all there'd be times when he'd tell me, you know, you don't need to take that from her. I'm like, nope, she's not going to be here much longer. I can bite my tongue. And I remember one time she was moody and she asked about how she redecorated the place, and things didn't look quite right to me. And I just said, it's always good to have a change and left it at that where my uncle's like, this is awful. Nothing belongs in front of that window. That window is supposed to be wide open and your, your artwork is hanging too high. And this is, this should be against that wall. I mean, he just kind of laid into her and it's one of sometimes, okay, maybe I was too easy and maybe he was too aggressive on it, but, and sometimes those are those lessons where sometimes you do need a, Hey, no, this is totally wrong. And there's, I mean, I kind of go back to, we talked about the coaching and coaching baseball, and there's a difference between having a disagreement on strategy where I want to bunt and move the runner and you want to swing away. You know what? That's, that's a strategy difference. That's an opinion difference. And then there's a difference of a runner is trying to steal the plate and you let the batter swing away where if he follows the ball right down the line, he can literally kill someone that is right and wrong there. That's black and white. You just don't do that. And there's some situations where sometimes you need the lesson of the kick in the shin to wake you up and say, Whoa, don't do that. And you'll, you'll see situations where, I mean, obviously teaching the, the, the kids with archery and stuff like that. Um, and there's a certain level of, of physical contact. Obviously you're showing how to hold their arm up and you'll grab their elbow and lift it up a little higher. Uh, but if a kid all of a sudden, has the bow drawn back and turns 90 degrees with it. You know, if I need to tackle them to the ground to, to save everyone, there's a situation where it's appropriate to make a little more physical contact in a situation like that. So there's going to be isolated incidences with stuff like that, but, and feedback is always good. I think learning your lesson and then, and then being able to make the appropriate adjustment moving forward. And you and I might make the same quote unquote mistake, but our fixes to that mistake might be completely left and completely right. And then we're both successful, even though we made completely different adjustments to, to what we do. I mean, take someone, uh, we'll just use I mean, diet, for example. If we both have, I mean, having gut issues, 
And for you, it might be removing dairy. For me, it might be removing wheat. And now we're both good. So even though we have the same symptoms, our solution could be totally different. Absolutely. And just to break everything down and to close it off a little bit from what you're saying also is taking the right action. So for me, I would sum it up as be in a state of awareness, ask yourself questions. And then not only that, but then you have to take the actionable steps to learning that lesson. So what are you doing about it? Now that you're aware about it, you've learned it, you're in that state of mind where you're like, okay, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. Now what actionable steps are you taking to make the changes? That's a big one. It's 80% of it is action too. I think, no, 80% is mindset, right? And then 20% is more action. So just combining the two, I mean, whatever works for you, everyone's different, but I would say those are probably the two secret ingredients is your awareness of whatever the situation is, what you're learning from it and what steps are you taking after that to make the changes? Yeah. And definitely keep in mind that it's not an overnight process. And I use the example, when I get a a private adult student for shooting a bow and I start explaining things, I probably go a little faster than I should. And then it's like 10 minutes into, I'm like, there's a lot more moving parts than simply pulling the string back and letting it go. I mean, there are so many different things. And that's the same thing. When you make changes, there's so many little adjustments and like the, before, when you said, oh, maybe I'll work on three things at once. And usually I'll send someone home with one or two things to work on for next week. I mean, cause it, it's a lot to do when you start hitting that third or fourth thing to adjust, it's going to adjust the other one. I mean, it's kind of like you, you find a thing where you loosen one thing and it tightens up another thing, or you tighten this thing up and that one gets loose again. And you're trying to balance all four things at once. Don't ever think that, okay. You got kicked in the shin, you you got your lesson, and by Monday night, it needs to be good and ready to go. It's, it doesn't happen that way. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. And kind of like the, 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 the squiggly of a uh, stock market, you're going to see ups and downs. You're going to go up three points and come down two points and go up one point and come down four points and then go up five points and hopefully in six months from now, a year from now, you're at a much better situation than you were. And today, I mean, I always, a lot of people like to say, ah, I just want to be better tomorrow than I am today. And I always say, no, I want to be better in a month than I am today because tomorrow you might be better. The next day you might be better, but then that third day you might come down two points and actually be slightly worse than you are today. You're going to go up and down to get that progress. So don't ever get discouraged. Yeah backwards one day to the other absolutely you said like in the most like beautiful way and there are charts if you look at success and they're usually like squiggly lines you know to get to your goal and then people think it's just like this one line the same thing with lessons it's like you said you're gonna go down some days it's not gonna be like you know rainbows and sunshine every day but it's okay just be aware of it and let it like deal with it in the moment. Don't run away from it. That's the thing is when we get in that mode where we're like, oh, now I'm down. Like, now what do I do? Then you start beating yourself up over it. No, like just be aware. That's all you have to do is be aware. Like you can't just like magic pill. Like I'm going to like be like go from sad to happy in two seconds. No, like allow yourself. Just 
just allow yourself to feel it and just be honest with yourself. Sounds good. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And, and as always, we appreciate the, the DMS and private messages that we get and, and any questions you have for us or suggestions for show topics and keep those coming in and we'll see you next week. Shift mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset. And also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to the PowerShift Mindset.